Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Deborah Hartswell, and you're tuned into BBR Cryptid and Paranormal Investigations. Thank you for joining me, and I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you are well and enjoying your day. A humanoid figure in the mist and a forest of ghosts. As many of you know, the Clodimos area of Scotland is one of the long-term sites I've been interested for a number of years now. There have been many sightings of upright hairy creatures that are said to steal fish from fishermen's nets and meat from the poacher's cache. We have many images of strange finds from within the Colbin Forest. We've got some from the marshy areas of Inverness. Strange things like deer legs high up in the trees, intricate stick and stone patterns that are left around the area. There are a number of strange natural-looking blinds as well and sightings of the humanoid figures. We found bones, bleached bones, stored high up in trees and huge tree trunks that are upright on pathways. There are some patterns, almost like pebbles in circles or feathers that are laid out in a certain way. A strange succession of three, so three things will be broken in the same place. So, as for instance, three pieces of bracken or three trees would be snapped off at about eight feet high all in a row so i'm not sure what is going on at clodimos i think all manner of things is going on at clodimos and there's a lady who lives in the area and she walks that area because she has um dogs and she walks in the forest and she'd take photographs of these and just saves them really um, these strange light anomalies, you hear these paranormal accounts, people hear their names said or this, this sound of something following them within the forest itself. Now, the one particular area that we're interested in, which is Clodimos, unfortunately, the forestry workers came in and did a lot of forestry work and it all went very quiet. But it seems that the activity has started up again. Even the forest itself has a haunting feeling to it. Now, the lost village of Colbin Sands lies buried beneath it. There was a huge storm in 1964 and it covered up an entire village, including the church and the shooting estate. Some of the dunes are around about 130 feet high and since 1694 it's been left to nature. So it's become a forest in its own right. And as you walk along, you can see chimney stacks that are popping up about a foot above the ground and probably about a foot or a foot and a half of the eaves of a roof. So it's quite eerie to walk around there. And there are a number of um, 
I think there's a one that I know of particular, a downed World War Two aircraft, and the engine is still there. So you get a lot of people that go into the woods and they'll do paranormal um, investigations or UFO investigations because it's known for its lights. And obviously it's near the Morrie Forth and the Morrie Forth is known for its UFO accounts. And the forest has many tales of ghostly pilots and there's natural quarries in the area. So even from a geological point of view, there is some strange e ground magnetic energy kind of thing going on because of the ground with it below it over the years the one visitor of the forest who's taken the photographs and documented everything um i've been in contact with her now for a number of years and she's an animal rescuer and she visits the forest at dusk and dawn to walk a large pack of dogs and she reached out to me recently after another strange set of events that had occurred to a family member um, in October 2020, so quite recently. And she says, Hi, Deb, I hope you're well and on the road to recovery. I'm not too sure if this is of any interest to you, but there's been a series of weird goings-on in the area where my relative lives, close to the area where the strange hairy figures were reported, and that's over towards where Culloden, the battlefield, is. Now, a few weeks back now, he was sitting watching TV when there was a very loud, almost yuling noise this sounded like a large cat outside. It was dark and it was around 10.30pm. His German Shepherd dog shot to the window with its hackles up and it was growling. Now the area of his home overlooks fields and the forestry land. He had two house cats shot off the couch and ran for cover, hiding under the bed, hissing when he tried to get them to come out again. He said this yule noise lasted for about 90 seconds approximately. Now, there was nothing to be seen, even when he went out with his torch, but he could hear loud rustling noises beyond his garden. Now, the dog didn't rush off to investigate this. The dog stayed behind him, growling, as whatever it was moved away. Then last week, as he took his dog for a late walk before bedtime, they made their way around one of the fields. And as they were walking... Three-row deer came running straight out of the forestry at high speed and they were about 20 yards ahead of him. he just managed to grab the dog's collar to stop him chasing after the deer when there was a loud crashing noise that sounded like something big shoving through the trees. He saw a very large dark shape which stopped when it saw him and it turned back into the forest. When he described the height of the shape, he said it was approximately around seven feet tall. It happened too fast for him to take a photograph of it, as it was over in a matter of seconds. Then, last night, as he was walking the dog, he had a large salmon thrown at him, but he couldn't see who'd thrown it. He said all was totally silent out in the forest. There was no bird sounds, no animal sounds, nothing. He did manage to get a photo of the salmon, though, and she said, I have to say, I had a similar thing happened at Clodimos a couple of years ago now. I can't work out where the salmon was thrown from. I think the only natural explanation, she said, is a passing osprey. But there are none in the area that I know of. He might have been more grateful for the salmon if it hadn't hit him on the shoulder really hard. But as you can see from the photograph, it had taken a bit of a knock before reaching him. 
And in the photograph, it's, it looks like a salmon that's had a couple of bites taken out of it. And it's quite a large salmon. I would also say there's a very strange woman who's moved into the cottage near him. And she's taken to putting up hides and cameras in the woods. And she's even put up a notice warning people to keep out. But the land is not her woods. It belongs to the big estate. Local rumour has it that she works for a TV company, possibly the BBC. As the crow flies, it's not too many miles away from my relative's house to the area where Felicity the Puma was caught by Ted Noble. Now, this cat was caught by Ted on his land. Police had had so many reports from the local villagers and the farmers and people who living around and this cat that was taking animals and sheep from the land or was leaving dead carcasses behind. And then they went out and had a number of searches, but they never found anything. And for over two years, Ted had been losing livestock, mainly sheep, or he'd find them savaged and with their bones crushed. Now, this mystery beast had been sighted a number of times, not only by Ted, but by the other local people. Eventually, he got so frustrated that he put up a trap that he'd made himself. And on the 29th of October, he found that he caught a five-foot female puma. Now, sightings of big cats in the UK are far too numerous to me to begin here. And sightings of big cats in the Highlands are numerous. Many people will tell you that it's because they were released in the 70s. But some of the cat sightings in the Highlands date back to 1927. Following the finding of strange footprints and the slaughter of a number of sheep and goats, an Inverness farmer called uh, killed a large, fierce yellow animal of unknown species. When the body was tested at London Zoo, it was said to be that of a lynx. These days, I don't think there's any doubt that there are numerous breeding populations of wildcats in Scotland. The evidence piles up regardless of how much the government refuses to accept or acknowledge it. But some of the strange kills out there are not cat-like. Just north of these reports is an area called Skerry, and a mysterious beast that is stripping sheep of their skin and crushing their bones and leaving no trace of meat behind. And the newspaper put it down to a large cat with a taste for mutton, And it said it was roaming the most remote parts of northern Scotland, stripping sheep from their skin and leaving no trace but bones and wool. Now, this mysterious beast's last catch is a hefty and healthy ewe that weighed about 50 kilo. Her wool was neatly peeled away from the skin before the meat was eaten clean of the bones. The carcass was found less than 100 yards from a croft in Swadley. And the ewe belonged to Susan Macker, who was not the first crofter to fall victim of this unknown animal. Jim Johnson, 66, who lives in the village of Betty Hill, has developed a particular interest in the story and he photographed Mrs Macker with her carcass of a sheep. He told the newspaper that over the past five years, about 40 sheep had been found dead, apparently killed all in one go. 
Yeah. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. Get dressed, head out. Grab some friends, camp out. Get hiked up, vibe out. Take it in. Let it all out. At REI Co-op, we're here for all the outs. And we want you to spend more time outside our doors and in them. Try it out, check out, then get out. REI Co-op. All out. Visit REI.com. Leftovers? Or? The DMV? Or? House cleaning? Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it means it was a quick kill. Not all four to be done at the same time. They were all neatly stripped of their skin before being eaten. Across an area of about 200 square miles between the parishes of Far and Tong. This same pattern keeps happening, he said. Whatever animal is doing it, it is managing to peel the skin off, probably because it doesn't like the wool, and it skins the sheep in a most expert way, removing the skin along with the wool. It has a very powerful bite. It crunches right through the bones and kills the animals very easily. It's a very interesting phenomenon, he says. Now, to me, to skin an animal... You need to put your fingers between the meat and the skin and you move along as you pull the skin and you get a clean thing. But you need fingers and thumbs to do that. Mr Johnson remembers one instance when two animals were killed in exactly the same way and they were found about 200 yards from each other. The first time I was convinced it was a cat, but this time I'm less certain, he says. The killings are very reminiscent of those from a few years ago. He's still wondering whether the animal could be something like a puma. According to Mr Johnson, between 76 and 81, there had been numerous killings of sheep attributed to the cat. Despite hunts and searches for the animal, the mysterious predator was never found. Now, the creature which became known as the Skelly Beast was the subject of numerous sightings over several years. They coincided with the discovery of remains of a significant number of sheep, each which had been disposed in a similar way. They'd had the skin stripped off, the meat was removed and just the bones were behind. And now the people of Far are making the same reports. The beast at Far is making off with sheep or leaving carcasses behind and it has an ability to skin its prey. In the late 70s, there were armed hunts for this animal in the Bargy area. They were also on Navarock and around Strathby. But they didn't find anything, although they did see some well-formed footprints that were found in the sand and in the snow. 
but neither keepers of crofters nor the police marksmen were ever able to get close enough to take a good shot at the creature. In Swardley, a farmer cattleman, Andy McLaughlin, was lamping for foxes, which means he was turning his light to light up a bit of woodland and try and catch their eyes, catch the glow back of an eyes. And he said he was in a patch of thin woodland when he shone the torch and about 200 yards away from him, across from Swardley Burn, he picked up a pair of extraordinarily bright eyes between the trees. Thinking this to be a fox, Andy switched his search beam off and gave a couple of peeps on his squeaker, which is a, like a mouth device, and he imitates the noise of a dying rabbit or a, an animal in distress, and that's to draw the predator in. After a couple of minutes, he put the lamp on again, and sure enough, the owner of their eyes was moving across the clearing towards him. Only it wasn't a fox, but a sturdy, long-tailed cat about the size of a Springer Spaniel, and it was about 125 yards away. This was still a little far for a good shot, so he switched it off again and he waited before lamping for the third time. And when he did this, the approaching feline bounded off with great leaps, unlike anything he'd ever seen before, into the wood line. Meanwhile, also in Swardley, crofty George Macker was... Oh, his sheep were being fed on a hill overlooking the glen by his son, Liam. When Liam went to replenish the ring feeder a fortnight ago, he found the remains of the carcass of one of his father's sheep just a few feet from the feeding site. Like the carcasses of the victims of the scary beast from 30 years ago, this, creature, this sheep had also been cleanly flayed, leaning nothing but its hide and its skeleton to decay in the heather. As the feeding was done on a weekly basis, it was possible that the kill was up to a week old. But however long it had been out there, it had been completely stripped. And all that was left was his skin and the bone. The end result was an astonishing reminiscent of the carcasses of the scary beast from all those years ago. So what they're talking about is this typical skinning behaviour. And then all the meat is harvested from the bones and the, just the bones and the skins left behind. In 2016, the Betty Hill beast pops up and it says a mysterious predator has been stalking and killing lambs in the Betty Hill area. Lorna Macker says she lives in fear of a flock. She lives in fear for her flock at Invernava, which is west of the village, as they keep being attacked. Now, with the help of Scottish National Heritage, she's hoping night vision cameras will be able to identify the beast she blames for killing 15 of her lambs in the space of just eight weeks. Miss Mackey first experienced an attack when she found one of her lambs dead near her croft in March. It had been killed by a bone-crunching bite to the throat and its heart and lungs had been eaten. Now, that's typical cat behaviour. Initially, thinking it was a dog attack, she went on to lose another 14 lambs from a 200-strong flock. She is now in no doubt that the consistent nature of the fatal injuries to members of a flock rule out dogs and foxes. Dogs and foxes will just bite indiscriminately. A cat will cling onto the throat at the front. It will squash the thorax to suffocate the animal and you usually get puncture wounds around the neck or it will grip onto the top of the neck. 
She said every one of those lambs had been killed at the same injuries. It had puncture marks on the throat and the shoulder had been eaten clean off. In the last eight weeks, I've had 15 lambs which have had their throats ripped out and their shoulders gone. I guarantee they were taken by the mystery beast. I really don't think a dog or a fox kill these lambs and I have to agree with her. I think in this case we are looking at a large cat. Miss Mackey had been loaned a motion-activated um, night vision camera and she's hoping she can catch it um, and get an, an image of it. Large cat-like predators, unfortunately, are not the only thing roaming the north coastal regions of Scotland. The Claver Cairns Hairy Man. Now, this happened in August of 2015. Now, one witness made a report to BBR and she was local to the area. And the report was of a strange figure she'd seen whilst out walking. She described her words, a tall, hair-covered, humanish figure over at the Cairns about two weeks ago. The creature was described as about seven to eight feet tall in her estimation. It was just at dusk and the sighting only lasted for a few seconds. The lady watched while the thing crossed the site and made off into the trees in the direction of the battlefield. The cairns lie in the valley of the River Nairn and there are standing stones and cairns along its length which flows right down to the sea. The river is known for its salmon and its sea trout and there's a lot of roe deer in the area. It's also close to moorland where there's grouse and red deer and rabbits and here it's a hair, the, the, the food sources out there are unbelievable our researcher said i know the battlefield's haunted the locals speak of the sound of bagpipes can be heard on a quiet night and the ghosts of the highland forces are often seen on the eve of the anniversary of the battle in april clava cairns is a protected area of natural beauty and it's about half a mile from the clodden battlefield so nairn is the area where we have this big hairy thing, as it's called. Our team member who took the report at Clodden Battlefield was so interested in finding out more about the odd goings on around the area that they started to ask around the local people if they'd noticed or heard anything about a wild man or any weird figures or any activity at all in the area. And they continue to do so even now. This report came in through this person. She said, while visiting the Clodden area, I spoke to a croft owner who has a croft at the north end of the railway viaduct that runs over the River Nairn. While discussing the earlier wildman sighting at Carver Clans, where the figure was seen on the battlefield, I was asking around to see if he or any of the other crofters had noticed any animals missing or any strange activity on their land. One gentleman was prepared to speak to me and he stated that he'd seen the same figure that was described by the witness close to the battlefield and he'd seen that big hairy man, as he called it, walking along the railway line in a southerly direction from the forestry behind his croft. It was walking towards the viaducts and the cairns and he'd seen it do this on quite a few occasions but he couldn't be pinned down to an exact number of times. He also said his dogs were going nuts each time the figure went by. Also with this witness was another man who wished to remain unnamed for reasons that will become clear. Witness B. 
A male from the area of Nam Nairn Valley in Clavacans. He was out in the fields late at night and early in the mornings frequently. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He says he's seen something about three or four times now in the dim light. The first time this happened, he was out in the fields. And he heard someone approaching him, coming along the riverbank, thinking it was a water bailiff or a gamekeeper who died for cover. As it passed him, it appeared to be enormous, both in height and width, and it stank to high heaven, he said. He couldn't get a good look at the thing on that occasion. His best view of the creature was one night when he had his nets out on the river and he'd walked downstream presumably to scare the fish towards the nets, although he didn't specify that. When he came back about half an hour later, he said, this bloody great hairy thing was taking the fish from my net and he yelled at it to scare it off and it stood up. It turned, complete with the fish, and walked off into the trees. He said it wasn't in a hurry. Our researcher asked the witness for a height estimation and he himself is six foot three. So he thinks the thing was around seven feet tall, but it was much broader in the chest than he was. He'd also seen the creature on other occasions on the opposite bank of the river, but it would keep a big distance between him and it would not come within 30 feet. And it tried to hide in the tree or the bush line. He also mentioned in passing that his brother had seen the same figure cross the actual battlefield at Culloden. So whatever this creature is, it seems to be moving through that valley backwards and forwards. And I would suggest that it's probably going from the coast back in, past the woodlands and using the resources as it goes. I think we're looking at a number of things because the tall upright figures are certainly not cats. But there are some very strange cat-like kills out there. So we might have a number of creatures that are working in the same area because it's full of resources. It's got lots of cover. There's also a history on that land. It's the land of the fae, as they call it. And we mustn't forget the wild horsemen of Cromata. This is an old tale, a historical one, and it says a fisherman was walking home happily to Cromata on the Inverness Road after visiting a friend in the upper parish. Out of nowhere, he heard a terrible noise, and it sounded like a pack of maddened, snarling hounds and they were somewhere very near him, just beyond the hedge. But there were no dogs, there was only a man. This man, walking beside him, beyond the hedge, was keeping up with him, and the baying noise had stopped. Oh, good, he thought, the dogs must belong to him, so I'm fine. 
But when he reached the gap in the hedge, he saw the figure grow and grow until it dropped down onto all fours and it turned itself into a huge black horse. He quickened his pace and the horse did too. He slowed and stood still and the horse did too. He walked his usual speed and the horse walked beside him. He saw it was an ugly kind of horse, he said. It was black and shaggy and limping. And when he reached the cemetery, a couple of hundred yards out of town, the creature stopped. The air filled with a sudden blinding light. And on recovering his sight, he found that the creature had gone and he was alone. Now, just a few miles further north is one of our more recent sighting encounters. And this comes from one of the coastal areas, similar to Carver Clans. And it came from a man who was collecting firewood. And he saw a strange figure on the 28th of March 2020. And he says, I was outside with a two-year-old son collecting some branches for our wood burner. We live near Golspe in Scotland, about 50 miles north of Inverness. It's a quiet, remote place. We live in a house built in the 1850s, which is situated near an old disused quarry. We were just inside the quarry and I heard a metal kind of sound from above me at the top of the quarry. I know there's a metal gate there, so I figured it was the local farmer. But then it struck me that there was no noise of a tractor. I've never seen him up there without his tractor, as it's a steep-sided slope and rough terrain. As we are all in the countrywide lockdown at the moment, I thought it was even stranger. I decided to go and have a look to see who it could be. I have no idea what possessed me to look, other than not hearing the tractor and the metal sound I heard was quite loud. I suspect at any other time, if it wasn't locked down, I wouldn't be concerned and I would have just ignored it. I walked back up to my driveway, which was about 75 metres with my son, and I walked up the slope of my garden to get a good view of the gate. I had my son in my arms as the slope is quite steep to the boundary fence. I looked left and there was no tractor or anyone in sight towards the gate. I then looked right and about 250 metres to the right of me was a figure. I can only describe it as a black figure. There were no colours. And this figure was quite large. It was bigger than a man. I could tell it was bigger than a man because it was standing next to an electric pole. And I could see how large it appeared, even at such a distance. I immediately realised that it had noticed me. And it stopped walking away from me. And appeared to turn and look at me and not move. It looked right at me for about 15 seconds and then it continued to walk away behind the other disused quarry. There are three old quarries in a row here. What struck me was how it managed to walk that far in two to three minutes. It took me two to three minutes to walk up there to see what the noise was and it had gotten all that way. I also got an unnerving feeling that it knew that I was watching it as it's when it stopped moving. And it looked at me and then it turned around. I wouldn't normally write something like this as I cannot say I actually believe in it. But what I can say for sure was that it's not a person. And if it was, it was an extremely well-built and tall person who managed to clear 200 or 300 metres of high slope land in a little under three minutes. 
To put where I live into perspective, Deborah, behind me is nothing but abandoned highland crofts and mountains for about 20 miles inland towards Lairg. My house is situated 60 metres up a slope and I've lived here for a while now. In all that time, I've never known anyone to walk behind my house. The only other person I see up here is the farmer who will stop by to speak to me and I've never seen him at dusk. Given that the whole countryside is in lockdown, the usually busy A9 road is very quiet and there are no houses around me. It was fast getting dark as the clocks didn't change until tonight and it was already quarter past seven. Someone out walking there alone would be unusual at the best of times, let alone now. Now, there are other reports in the mountain ranges and many of the locks to all four corners of the Cairn reports, which is not surprising when you look not only at the natural resources in the area, but also in the wealth of history that the land holds. Known as Fairyland or the land of the Fae, there's been an oral history of brown boys or Badakan, Satris and other magical beings. One of which is the Scottish Wolver, which was not feared by the villagers. These wolf-headed, hair-covered beings would help any local family with a gift of food. All they asked was to be left to live out their days in peace. Our witness at Clodimos mentioned a yuling cry. In historical times, this would have been attributed to the Benig, an old crone, sometimes known as the laundress or the washerwoman, who was an omen of death and doom. And she would, or depending on how you treated her, she would grant you three wishes. She was often said to wear all green and sometimes is described as having webbed feet. Another harbinger of a dune is a creature who is viewed as a grey figure in the fog, known as the Badakh. It is a mysterious dark grey human figure who is thought to foretell the death of members in a clan. Of course, there are so many local legends, I cannot cover them all in one podcast. Let's keep an ear out for some updates. And if you're out this weekend or this month in the Scottish Islands, remember to keep an eye on the one line. Good night, everyone.
leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.